Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Kay. And this week we're looking at Season 4, Episode 2, Love Bites Dog, in which Bulldog finds himself struck with Cupid's arrow after stealing Frasier's pro-golfer pro date, I should say. Kay, have you ever been on a blind date? No. <laughs> Sorry, that's into trivia corner. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I didn't think you had. But I mean, would you? Would you? You know, when you're a single man, fortunately, that is not the case. Would you have been tempted to go on one? You said when you're a single man is quite ominously. When oh, you're no, a single no, man, a few when, weeks time. When uh, you're a single man, no. I'm like, no, that isn't the case. Which is good. <laughs> you have the uh, wonderful chat. I think I probably would. Yeah, it would depend mm. on the friend who is the. Ref- Basically, the referrer, basically. Would you, like, would, you if, would you trust me? Yeah, if you said to me, I know a girl should be great for you, you'd love it, mm. I'd do it. I mean, That means a lot. But we have friends, if they turn around and went, yeah, I know a girl who's great for you, I'd be like, oh, well, you keep that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not entirely, I don't feel safe meeting this woman. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you kind of, how about me? I've, yeah, I, I've never been on one. Um, I think it'd be quite fun. Actually. Yeah, weirdly, I think I'd be up for it. Like, I think it depends where you are and your. If you've been single for ages and you're kind of, a, you don't really, you know, you're kind of past caring at this point. You just think, oh, fuck it, let's just go on a nice night out. Um, I'd be tempted. You I, know. I think you'd go in with no expectations, mm. so you'd I just be so. having a fun night. And you, I mean, hell, I want to do this just for friends. I, wanna, I know someone would be a great friend for you. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna set you up. You two go for a few drinks together. See how it goes. I'm <laughs> always like that. I'm just big into friends, man. I'm like sometimes like, man, I wish you knew this person. Like you'd get like a house on fire. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, if if I was, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been averse to is, it in the past. Is that why you keep advising me, um, inviting me for drinks for the third person? And when we get there, you don't show up. That's exactly that- why. <laughs> Where's <laughs> Will here on, on the zone? Are you, are you looking for Will as well? Are you for Will? Maybe we should talk. <laughs> you support Villa? <laughs> okay. Um, shall we? Well, listeners, I should say, let us know if you've ever been on a blind date. Statistics say that someone probably has been who's listening. Um, I don't think they're all that uncommon. Um, maybe more more common in America than here. The Brits are weird when it comes to socialising, and you know. Have you ever? Um, I mean, you've watched Whose Line Is Anyway, haven't you? I'm a huge fan. Have you ever <laughs> heard the Blind Date Hoedown? I don't know. They did the hoedown at the end of every episode, didn't they? So yeah, I've not I've not seen the there's blind, one date. blind dates, and all I remember is one of them. I think it was Chip going. Mm. Um, I went on a blind date, but I wasn't blind enough, and that was his closing line. Wow. Good incredible. Line, incredible. I love that show, man. We should do a podcast on that. Um, we should. <laughs> when Frazier's dead in the water. <laughs> Rest in peace. Okay, shall we get into it? Uh, took ourselves into a trivia corner this week. Okay. Let's do it. I'm, I'm just see how this goes. Yeah, I'm not feeling good. I'm I not do not feel good. prepared for this. Um, as people listening will know, there's not been a um, Reddit post this week because we've had to miss <laughs> a week, um, or last week, I should say. So, the trivia masters have very kindly sent them to me on Facebook. What would we do without them? So let me just find these. Here we go, Kay. From Hamish, number one for you. Okay. According to Bulldog, what three things don't qualify golf as a sport? Okay. That's a nice oh. question to get us started. Proper trivia. Right. One, all the cups are in the ground. Correct. I there think. are none in the, uh, in the pants area. Um, two... Is there no okay? One is well, another one of them is like there's no blood or no violence. I think no no blood. And the other is it like there's no? I want to say cheerleaders. Correct. Is it? Well, okay. Well, like no cheerleaders, no blood. The only cup is in the ground. I'm right in thinking <laughs> a cup and a jock strap are yeah. the same things in America. Maybe they just call them differently if you're from a different place, and we call it a box. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. I, I would know cups again. People are thinking, why is this guy not doing a Simpsons podcast? Because he brings it up every week. But mm. um, like the episode where Bart's doing like American football and Marge oh, goes episode. to get him a cup and say, like, I need a cup. Can you spell it, please? And the C-U-P. I need to see you pee. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, yeah, I think we do call them a box. And briefly, when I used to go over the road to play cricket and stuff and watch cricket, I just remember a lot of boxes getting adjusted before batters <laughs> went out to the uh, to the crease. Um, question two, Key. Frasier is reminded during the episode that he hasn't been with a woman since last Christmas. Who was that woman? That is a good question. I have a feeling you need to just use some deduction here. I don't think it's oh. it's referencing the It's episode. weird because actually when they said this, I was sitting there thinking, geez, it has been a long time. 
Mm. I mean, the tree was up. The um, tree was up. Yeah, and I, I genuinely, I was struggling to remember the last time. I mean, would it have been Kate? That's what I've got written down here, Kate. Kate Costas. It's been a long time since if this you guy think, has got his rocks off. We've not had an episode where he's like going, like whereas in season one, it felt like he was on a date every other week. Oh man, you couldn't contain that no. libido. You had that, um, the, the model who was actually a wonderful mother. Uh, although oh, she did leave her daughter with a Christina, Christina. Christina. Oh, yeah. It was Roberta's mom, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yes. Roberta's mom. It seemed like he was going out every week then. He was having a great time. He was meeting these delightful creatures. Mm, and, in line. <laughs> and now, um, yeah, he's, I don't know, he's, he's, he's becoming his dad. He's just staying inside, not going out. Yes, but yeah, but Kate. Yeah. It's a long time before he got his rack man offs, I should say. <laughs> um, question three, Key, you're doing very well here, I should say. What three words does Bulldog utter for the first time? Great quote. Three words. Mm. Oh, oh. There um, you go. There oh, you go. I thought it was like a, a famous Bulldog quote that this is the first time we hear it. Um, stay for breakfast. I think. Stay for breakfast. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. I finally said those three little words. <laughs> stay for breakfast. Um, yeah. Trivia from Run for Your Life. When Bulldog is on the phone at the beginning delivering his breakup speech, he gets the woman's name wrong. What is the name of the woman he's speaking to and who he thinks he's speaking to? Okay, this was going to be one of my questions. Uh, I think it's. Oh, he's, damn. He's, um, it's Sandy and Linda. I Correct. Think. I'll tell your sister, same goes. <laughs> um, trivia for Noel Crane. <laughs> How many slices of cheese do we see Daphne put on the plate? Three. I've got two here. Oh, I, that oh, was a complete guess. You said it with so. such confidence. I really started to panic. I was like, <laughs> no, oh, no. It was one of these moments, mate. You don't know. You just gotta, you've got to be confident. You've got to go for it. Well, but... you were one out, Kay, So it's <laughs> Well, you were wrong. <laughs> it, was, it was close. It was close. Um, I've got a bonus here. Um, I don't know if this is also from Niall Crane. Uh, when Bulldog gets dumped on the phone, he goes on air and woofs. Who woofs better, Bulldog or Kay? <laughs> I'd like to say, right, my woof of Bulldog was not his typical woof. No. It was my attempt at his woof in this episode, which I feel is a little bit better. Really? Too- your your Bulldog woof was like he had his his nether regions trapped in a vice. Yeah. Um, they, they raised up into his body. <laughs> <laughs> like, woof! Um, woof. Trivia from Hothouse Orchid. How many cassettes do we see Frasier remove from the wall in Ross's booth? And what colours are they? This is so weird because for some reason, beyond what I can possibly explain, I noticed how many he took out. I wouldn't have remembered the colours. I have absolutely no idea. So, I went three before. Mm. I'm going three again. You want out again? Oh, is it it's two? two, but trying to try, trying to try to get the colours. Um, okay. If this helps you, Caitlin has put two. These are two out of three of Key's primary colours. So I think you might have in a previous episode we had a discussion what primary colours were, and you were grossly incorrect. <laughs> um, I feel I'd have said something like primary colours are white, black, and beige, or something like that. White is one of them, the, okay. not the other two. Okay, so I do not know my own primary beige, <laughs> beige. <laughs> Um, red. I, I go to red's a go-to color for me. Red is a primary color, uh, but it's not here. Blue, correct. Blue <laughs> and white. So a bit of a. Mixed I'm just working there. my way through this Dulux color wheel here. Is that... <laughs> magenta? Just... Is it magenta? Magenta? Is it, is it cerise? Um, you did very well there, Key. You know, a few little tricky ones at the end, but generally that was a pretty, pretty decent little, uh, little cleanup. Do you want to ask your two for me? Because obviously one of them's been taken. Yeah, I will try and write a third very, very quickly, but we'll see how it goes. Okay. Okay. Question number one. Right on. Mate. In the opening scene, we see Bulldog in the corridor. We do. Whose photo is behind him? So this will be... Is this the, the wall into the booth? No, that's oh, different. The, that's, um, yeah, behind him is in... Where the, the phone is. Yeah, vending machine wall. Okay, weirdly, I've got Gil in my head. I'm going to say Gil. It's Bonnie Weems, the... Really? Bonnie Weems? I'm sure no it's Bonnie way, Weems. Damn, yeah. I believe you. God damn. Okay, question number two. Mm-hmm. What tournament did Sharon win? Oh, I heard this because he says, oh, the LGPA. Is it the, the Denver Open? Yeah. Can you yes! Get, can you get a year? Oh, um, I'll give you the point for Denver Open, just a bonus. Thank you. Uh, so this is this this episode's taking place in 97. Yeah. Um, 
It's going to be the 90s. It is in the 90s. I'm going to say 93. Oh, you're one out. Ah! It's 1992. Oh, I swear, two was actually going to be what I said. And I thought, no, let's just go with Frazier starting. In, in life, I've learned always go with two rather than three. That's yeah. the way to go. But that has been definitely the, the lesson learned from this. Okay. Question number three that I've made up on the spot. Oh, love this. What is the name of the man at the urinal? Leonard. Leonard. <laughs> Leonard. He's fantasized about Don't this moment. Fantasized about this moment. Um, absolutely beautiful there. Thanks, Key. Um, I've got one more. I've got one more for you, Key, from uh, Mrs. Guzman Crane. When Bulldog attempts to push through his show immediately after being dumped, he opens his show with the weekend football scores in which he announces between sobs. What were they? Oh, do I need the actual scores? I mean, if you can remember them. But if you can remember the teams, I'll give you a point. Okay. I feel like the, the Green Bay Packers were definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. And I feel that they crushed. Okay. I don't know who they crushed, but I think the 49ers mm. were another. And I think they beat the Patriots. They did. They but, did. Okay. So the Green Bay Packers. Okay. That's, that's okay, NFL, I'll, isn't I'll, it? Give, I'll give you a clue. It's the New Orleans, if, if that helps at all. And their symbol is a fleur de lis, though that doesn't necessarily. Ref- oh no, it, I, I think it's got connotations to what the word is here. The New Orleans blank. Fleur de lis. Okay, the New Orleans. Okay, it's fleur de lis. What am I doing? Okay, the New Orleans. Um, People can't Saints. see. The Saints, there yeah. you go. Um, the New Orleans Saints, 42 to 10, and the uh, the 49ers beat the Patriots 35 to 7. Um, wow. So there we go. Thank you, what everyone. What are the Patriots doing? They should never have let Tom Brady go. That's no, it. we're seeing he's at the Books Buccaneers now, isn't he? He's at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know um, nothing about him. Wasn't there some kind of scandal like deflating a ball? That's all I know. Uh, about I him. think he was involved in that, but obviously most people just forget that and just throw he's won so seven Super Bowls or whatever it is. Have you ever seen that video with him kissing his son? No. Quite famous. Um, I've not tried, I'm not passing any judgment on it, but it kind of like got a bit of flame on the internet, and news companies were like reporting on it. Like, basically, it kind of sparked a bit of a debate about about what is permissible for a child, uh, for a parent and child kind of kiss. Um, basically, he's like getting a massage in, in like his in, by you know his professional masseuse. Um, and his son comes in, and he says, Can I check my fantasy football scores? And then Tom Brady's like, Um, he says, What do I get? Um, but he says it in like a really weird way. He's like, what do I get? Um, <laughs> and then like the, the masseuse kind of laughs. And then like his his son comes over and like kisses him on the lips. But for like, I don't know, about a full a full second. Um, it's completely fine. And then he walks away. And then Tom Brady goes, that was just a peck. So then the kid turns back around and then kisses him on the lips for about three seconds. Um and okay, then and then weird. leaves. And then the masseuse says something like everything comes at a price and then says the kid's name. And the whole vibe is really creepy. Um okay, yeah, that is a bit creepy. But I mean, I you know, it's completely harmless. I'm not suggesting or implying Tom Brady is in any way uh, you know not completely normal. Um, but it did spark a little bit of debate and it's it makes me uncomfortable to watch that. It, it's um, strange. I think perhaps maybe it's the context as well, the fact that he's getting a massage at this time. I think it's the strange. fact he's literally getting his like giant naked body like oiled up and stuff. It just makes <laughs> it a bit weird. Uh the, you know, the context is a bit strange. But there you go. The video is on YouTube. It's got like millions of views. You can find it. If you type Tom Brady into Google or YouTube, kissing sun is like <laughs> one of the top suggestions. Uh, um, but anyway, um, that was trivia corner ending on a possibly strange note yeah that's that's one <laughs> thank oh, you we're uh, gonna get comments on that one well uh, <laughs> i mean there'll be a lot of nfl fans who probably know what i'm talking about uh thank you everyone who wrote in this week uh really love you to hear from you all as always uh keep it coming shall we get to the review key yeah let's hop ourselves in let's talk let's, let's, let's roll talk, let's hop um so animation watch what was it please was it a moon it was and i and do this every this time is, i i want to say yeah it's the first time I recall seeing it. I, I remember looking at it like, oh, I don't know for certain, you know, but it's a nice one, like the Moonrise. It's like, you know, have you ever Did seen you... Moonrise Kingdom, the Wes Anderson film? Just while I uh, said Moonrise. No. Lovely film. Let's move on. What were you going to say? I was going to say, did you notice anything unique about the opening credits? Mm, other than a new jingle. I mean, the, the font changes every season. This is the first time, according to KCL, it's got in front of me, um, that... Dan Butler 
appears as a regular cast member in the opening credits. Really? Apparently so, yeah. Oh, as in like the credits that are like coming across the beginning of like the first 30 seconds or a minute. I, th- I assume so, yeah. That's why it says on, wow. on KCL in front of me. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just looking ahead. I can't really think off the top of my head looking at these episodes. Obviously, he's in The Unnatural. He's in Ham Radio. Um, but there's not a whole lot of episodes I'm, I'm thinking, I'm seeing here that he's in a lot of. Maybe The Impossible Dream up next. I, I was going to say that one, yeah. I think he's in The Impossible Dream. Um, that a little bit. But I mean, he's not like, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because like when you look at the promo shots and stuff, they really pushed him early doors as a as a main cast member. Um, I'd have liked to have seen more of Bulldog. Yeah, I'd have liked I'd really to have seen like a real him. character arc and development and a fully fleshed out approach to his character that I don't think they did as, as well as they could have. Yeah, like I, I think no. it's it, he's a kind of a, it's easy to beat with a stick of like he's the slapstick, the comic relief, you know, he kind of hams it up. But I don't know, yeah, like him and Gil just always, especially when them two are together, like in the Impossible Dream. There's a real nice. I want a spin-off. Um, oh, Gil in the Doghouse. Oh my god, no. I'd watch the hell out of that. <laughs> I'd watch the hell out of that. Um, right, Bulldog here with a touching oh, break. I, oh, what are you going to say? Every time Barney Weaves isn't on the screen, people should be going, "Where's Barney? Where's Barney?" <laughs> <laughs> um, Bulldog with a touching break on the phone here to the two sisters. Um, kind of just typical, really, of, of him to just break up with people over the phone. Um, it's too personal for me to ask you, Keith, if you ever ended a relationship digitally um but you know what what are your thoughts on this <laughs> i would say it is somewhat cowardly oh it's um, extremely cowardly yeah, I've, I've never broken up um with anyone actually never mm. mind never broken up with someone on the phone wow um you're not a heartbreaker i'm not a heartbreaker i'm the one i'm like you know what we'll just um we'll give it another 10 or 15 years see how it goes. <laughs> maybe i'll grow into it <laughs> I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna kick the can down the road because i don't <laughs> have to make a decision <laughs> um so but that's not to say I'm staying with Shad just just because I'm kicking oh, the can no, down no. the road. You've got it good now. You've I'm digging good. myself into a hole here, people. Um, but yeah, I it is like <laughs> just have. I think it's different if if you've been on like one date and you get home and it was it was not a good date and you're like, oh well, maybe see you again sometime. Mm. Um, then maybe it's slightly different. But if if you've if there's any kind of substance to this relationship at all, just have the yeah. courage to do it in person. Yeah, if any, if either party is invested into the other person, then you owe it to that person to just be, you know. Um, and they're never pleasant, but you know, sometimes you. I've, I've had some really good ones. Um, really good ones. Yeah, like as good as I possibly can get. Um, so, do, do you have like a spot? It's like that's my breakup spot. That is. oh when, god, that's depressing. Because I know someone that was like they've got there was this place that had big chairs and they sort mm. of like came out a little bit so you could lean back to hide the crying from other people. Oh my god, and I'm like, that's my breakup spot. That is god, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, um, I take them to the Tower of London. And I show them where Anne Boleyn was killed. <laughs> like our relate, well, like Anne Boleyn, this relationship is dead. <laughs> um, but yeah, listeners, tell us, tell us about. Well, maybe don't tell us about. Um, yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a depressing start. That's really, day, really sad. I don't want to tell us about, about some of the worst days of your life. Yeah, <laughs> tell us about your lowest lows. We've all been there. Um, Fraser unable to catch here as Bulldog throws him a tennis ball. How's your catching kick? It's weird. If you just throw me something, I'm not thinking about it. It's okay. But if I know my catching skills are required here, it will go badly because I'll overthink it. I wouldn't, someone once threw something to me. I caught it and then panicked that I wasn't going to catch it and started going, oh, oh and then oh, dropped it. Like Having already caught it. Unbelievable. I would like, be on my fielding team in cricket. Um, I get, really, I, a, sorry, what you're going to say. I go missing in the fielding cricket. I'm, I haven't got the attention span. I, I just, just like, keep walking and head to the pub. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only there for like my. My four, my when I'm when I'm batting, I get four balls before I'm out, and that's my day. That's yeah. my. That's, you just show up, you get you, you say your lines, you get out. Yeah, um, pretty much. There's, there's an episode. Speaking of catching, there's an episode of Friends. I think I might mention it before called the oh, one with the ball. Um, where Chandler can't catch or something. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah like he's a dropper. Um, yeah. Uh, and basically, yeah, the, the whole episode is them just throwing the ball around the apartment, and I just it's it's not quite a bottle episode because they kind of move back and forth between the two apartments, but. We're not doing this again. Oh, well, you uh, can't don't have, your head at me. You can't have a, like a partial bottle episode. You yes, you can. We've not. talked about this. <laughs> There's um, no such thing as a partial bottle it's episode. It's a semi-bottle episode. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> That's a broken bottle. You would have put that in the bin. But uh, I really, really do love that episode. Um, Ross now wants to set Fraser up on a blind date. It's like, Ross, listen. If you listen carefully, you can practically yeah. hear my skin crawling. That's um, a good line, isn't it's it? It's a good line. Also, just really makes my skin crawl. There's just something very visceral about it. The is. Idea of skin crawling. It, right. It's like insects and oh. It, just... it reminds me again, two Simpsons references, and we're like 10 minutes in. Wow. Um, of the episode uh, with Mr. Burns's casino when he goes oh. like. Oh no, when he sees the germs. On Smithers. That's oh, what it reminds me of. That God. was like the image it conjures up when that, his skin or crawling. Homer's eyes crusting over. Um, yeah. Homer's eyes crusting over scares the hell out of me, man. It is disgusting. Um, just why they ever did that. Oh, I can't even think about it. I hate it so much. Um, I just had a, a thought. Hmm. I think last week in the comment was it last week in the comments we were talking about uh, you could see a tree in the background outside Fraser's oh, apartment. Oh yeah, I, I meant to go back is, and look and did. Is that the tree that was still up? If we in the next episode, I mean, I didn't notice it in this one. What do you think? But, was it a Christmas tree on the balcony? I don't know. I didn't know if maybe that tree had been chopped down or something. It was like oh, oh. I think when they say the tree is still up, they're referring to a Christmas tree, aren't oh. they? That makes a lot um, more sense. Just because, yeah. like, Daphne says, I need to order my cards. That reminds me. And, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but I like you trying to kind of draw the bridge there because... It was a good effort, mate. It was a good effort. The tree was very enigmatic in, in people's minds when in Listen to Mal last week. And um, another point here. Roz, when he's, she's describing Sharon, says that she's five foot seven. Yes. I feel this is a very female thing to do, is that they, they always give a height, a specific height. Whereas if you ask me someone's height, I would use my hand and I'd be like, oh, they're about yay high. Oh, really? You wouldn't, I wouldn't, you wouldn't give a number? No, I wouldn't give a figure. Really? I would, oh, in comparison to me, they're slightly smaller. So yeah, I'd say about it's that. easy to do that, I think. Also, she doesn't seem 5'7 at all. She seems a lot taller than that. Yeah, she does seem a lot taller than 5'7. Plus, she? she's a pro golfer. Like She's probably going to be taller. Um, but, I mean, I mean, she's an incredibly attractive woman, it has to be said. I mean, let's not beat her out of the bush here. <laughs> um, she's a pro golfer. The Ryder Cup is currently on. Have you been watching yeah. any of that, Key? I haven't had a chance, but I saw on BBC Sport that we're not doing well. Oh, I think it's the the, the Americans record two down, opening I think. day. I'm yeah. assuming it's in it's in America this year, isn't it? Yeah, it's at Whistling Straits. Um, yeah, I don't, I so don't it's know what state it's in. It's on the shores of Lake Michigan. Um, their team is like the strongest it's ever been in like yeah. our lifetime. I would say that the US Open, um, the US Open, the US team. Um, but yeah, I watched yesterday's. You know. Hit and miss, obviously, but I like the Ryder Cup though. It's my favorite golfing event. It's the mm, one it's, it's great fun. It's the one I get most excited about because yeah. I can pick a team. Mm. Whereas because I don't have an affinity to a particular golf, if I watch the Masters or something, I'm just watching it for the sake of it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh yeah, that'll be all right. But I don't have someone I'm really rooting for. Mm-hmm. Whereas Ryder Cup, I know I'm rooting for a team here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what we need is 2012 again, the miracle at Medina, the yeah. biggest comeback of all time. Like, that's what we need. And let's never say never. Some good players on that team. Um, Frazier is is one one over because he hears she has a body that makes Bo Derrick look like Bo Diddley. Um, a chess player, did you say? Um, <laughs> she, yeah, like, she plays chess. She looks like that. She's... The perfect woman, I think it's fair to say. The fact she runs off with Bulldog is extremely hard to believe. But, uh, you know, yeah. it happens. We'll get there. Um, what were you going to say to me then, Kay? I was going to say, one. Well, do you get the references, Bo Derek and Bo Ridley? And Bo uh, Diddley? Bo Derek, I think, was just like a classic Hollywood actress. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't... I think so. Um, I didn't get either of the references, so... <laughs> oh, no, Bo Derek wasn't classic Hollywood. Um she was breakthrough in her role in the sex comedy 10 from 1979. Um, okay. crikey, <laughs> sorry, just <laughs> I'm like, I'm like Bart when he's like watching Stardust Memories. Um, yeah, she's 64, so yeah, very, very. Oh, she's married to John Corbett and they got married last year. No way. Um, he was from like Sex in the City and Northern Exposure and stuff, <clears throat> but um, I digress. Uh, it's been raining, Key, this episode, and we can hear the rain. Uh, absolutely love that. I've put it in all caps here. Um, Eddie's been jumping around in all the puddles. The acting of him coming in looking all sad. Oh, it's and so cute. It's he adorable. looks amazing. How they get him to like, walk slowly, his head down, his t- little tongue is out. Um, just gorgeous. Um, and I, I love the line from Martin. When you do it outside, you're a nut. When you do it inside your own house, it's your own damn business. It's your own damn business. I mean, do you believe in talking to pets like they're humans, or do you think we should put on a little funny pet voice? I, I usually, when I had a cat, I talked to him like he was a human. 
Mm. I, I'd sometimes put on a funny voice and be cute, but 90% of the time, it's like, hey, mate, do you want to go outside? Yeah. <laughs> I need look at me. Like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> I, uh, I mean, obviously, don't have a pet currently, but my brother's dog is around a lot and I see it a lot. And I, I speak to Daisy like, like a human being. Um, well, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, we have so many nicknames for her, but obviously, Daisy, then Duke, because of Daisy Duke. Um, so I just call her Duke all the time. But also, for anyone listening who's seen the film I Love You, Man, with uh, like Paul Rudd and Jason Segel, um, there is a character in that that is only mentioned by by name, by the dad, called Hank Mardukas. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my brother called Daisy Hank Mardukas a lot as well. Um, <laughs> I'd call her Daisy. I call her Days a lot. Um, and I'll be like, oh, my Days, how are you? Days! I call her Duke so often. The Duke uh-huh. is just stuck now. Duke or Dukes. This, um, poor, this poor animal has no idea what its name is. Yeah, but it's you just... look at a dog and you just say anything. And they're like, you go, blah, blah, and then they just look at you like as if you said the name. They don't know what you're saying. Um, where, am I, where am I now? Um, oh, yeah. So Martin, obviously very sad about his, his Mockabees. His Mockabees. Yeah. Um, I I feel the very same way about my moccasin slippers. Um, I had a pair a few years ago from M&S. Unbelievable. The, the comfiest pair of slippers I've ever owned. I have a pair now. You know, they're comfy, but they're nothing to write home about. These moccasins, life-changing. Um, have you ever felt that way about a pair of shoes? No. That's, that's, <laughs> that's just, sad. I love you. That you have never sounded posher than the <laughs> moment you're going on about your moccasin slippers. <laughs> I'm not posh. I don't tell lizards I'm posh. You're, you're, I wouldn't say you're particularly posh, but in that moment, I'm thinking actually, I mean, they're to about fifteen like, quid for a pair I, of slippers. It's they sound they, they sound posher. It's like, just the they, style. It's when they've got a back. You know, they've got a back, so they don't slip off. That's yeah, a I, see, I just I don't really get slippers because it's a lot of effort. In the winter, you slip them on. You are comfy, honestly. Just, I don't do a lot of walking around my own flat. I'm, I'm walking. They're not for walking. They're just for keeping you toasty while you're watching TV. But why would you not just put a blanket over you? No, that's effort. That is. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You're right. Putting a blanket that you keep on the sofa over you is effort. But going to the cupboard, finding out the slippers, digging through all the shoes, getting the slippers. You've got too many shoes. <laughs> and if the blanket becomes disturbed and the draft gets in, oh, that's bad news. But the slippers will never, ever let you down. Well, that is a rookie mistake. How are you it's... organizing your blanket? Honestly, listeners, please get in touch. Are you team you... blanket or team slipper? Your, your blanket needs to be airtight, people. Okay. <laughs> I cannot emphasize this enough. Airtight, people. Okay. <laughs> Keys team blanket. I am team slipper. Let us know which side of this argument you fall on. Um, would slippers burn in the microwave like this, or shoes rather? Would they genuinely catch fire? I'm, I'm they sure. wouldn't catch fire, I don't think. I don't like, think they would. You would probably get a burning smell, mm. and they might go crisp or maybe darken a bit. But yeah, I'd be very surprised if they I'm were that flammable. Because microwaves are only reacting to water, aren't they, really? Um, like yeah. The water content of whatever you put in them. Um, so obviously a pair of shoes, the water I'd... content is going to be very, very low. Um, I'd be very surprised. Maybe if it had some kind of but the nature, the, the shoes they are, I wouldn't have thought that they don't have like fur or anything on them. So yeah. I, I don't see it as being something particularly flammable. So I find it a bit strange. I mean, I, but, we are no scientists and there are probably scientists listening to this. So if you if you can shed any light on would a pair of slippers or a pair of shoes rather do this in the microwave, um, please let us know. And if anyone um, has done it, let us know how you got on. Let us was know. It, was it a uh, success? Was it a success? Did you successfully dry them? Uh, Niles is in deep financial straits. What kind of belt is he wearing, Key? Spanish leather. Spanish leather. Um, so Same Ross has. Uh, yeah, so Ross <laughs> has. Um, oh, is that? Is that? I've missed that line. Is that in this episode? Oh, Niles, Niles we have the same belt. And he's like, oh, oh my Lord. god. Yeah. Um, he says, oh yeah, some great back and forth here about him getting his advert in. Um, hang on. I've just remembered. Hold the phones. Hold, hold the phone door. Corey definitely sent me some trivia questions. Um, I, I think I'll have edited this out, listeners. But basically, we haven't had tri- a proper trivia corner post on Reddit this week, so it was sent to me via Facebook. 
but I moved on because Corey's aren't in that little group chat, but I think he might have sent them earlier. So we're just going to have a quick, we're going to have a quick, quick trivia corner secondment. Okay. You happy with that? (laughs) Yeah, let's go for it, mate. Um, Really puts the pressure on, you know, you think, oh, I've I've survived another week. I've done okay. Not humiliating myself. Oh, (laughs) there's more. There's more. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I found them. Corey, if you're listening, I'm so sorry, but thank God I found them. And you've now got your own special trivia corner in the middle of the episode. When Bulldog first... Corey Corner. Corey Corner. There you yes. go. Corey in the house. When Bulldog first and Niles later are on the phone at KCL, what two on-air personalities hang in the wall? Hang in the wall. And You've Bonnie got, Weems got and Frazier. Frazier is the one on the other wall. Frazier, there you go. Corey, I'm so sorry we've done this to you. Um, in this episode, both Crane Boys talk about something they've submitted for publication. What are those two publications? Um, assuming, now, this is what's just reminded me of, of Trivia Corner, as we were about to say it. I'm assuming Nas is his advert, but... Yeah, Can you I'm remember just... what the publication is? Is it Seattle Style? Seattle Style? Spot on. That seems and... a really strange choice to me. Yeah. A, a fashion mag. Yeah. I, I mean, I um, suppose people who are reading fashion mags, maybe they're fairly well off that they can afford to look at fashion. I don't know, but to look at look up psychiatry. Um, um, but it seems yeah. a bit of a strange one to me. Uh, and Frazier's, he's got something getting getting published. Getting published. Mm. Um, is it like a journal article or something like that? Or... It is. I haven't got a clue. No, Vancouver Psychiatric Association. Um, oh. Now I, I've actually had something published in a peer-reviewed academic journal, so mm. it's kind of it's kind of a similar vibe here. You know, I, I can yeah, say right. what Fraser's saying here. Um, I really appreciate the the Vancouver Psychiatric Association for repping his work. Um, finally, key between Bordock and Fraser, based on some re- score reports and the callers' questions, what four professional sports are discussed on this episode of the Gonzo Sports Show? And for a bonus point. What is the real team name of the Cleveland Independents who just recently announced that they were going to change their name to the Cleveland Guardians? Okay, so what four professional sports are discussed on the Gonzo Sports Show? Okay, um, so one, NFL, so like American football. Yep. Two, Corey count- has just put football, which I'll forgive him for. Okay. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, are we counting golf because he says golf sucks? We are counting golf. Um... The Seattle Seahawks, are they they base basketball? I'm afraid the Seahawks are also NFL. Oh, okay. Um, Did you just say baseball? Yeah, baseball, yeah. The Sonics, they're basketball, aren't they? The Sonics are basketball. He talks about whether the Sonics should, whether they were right not to have the draft pick. To free up someone in the paint. So they could get someone on the wide or something like that. Yeah, a wide man to free up something in the paint. Oh. Paint, I was just immediately like, that's basketball, but obviously the Sonics. And then there's one more. Okay, so I've had... American... You've had football, golf, and base. Oh, I've just said it. <laughs> it's baseball. Is, is it baseball? It's baseball. Um, and what's the real name of the Cleveland Independents? Okay, so is it... Uh, it's not Cleveland Browns. Is that a different sport? That, that That's NFL. I don't think... I think okay. I, I don't, these... Let me just... Is it... I feel like if they've changed their oh, name... These are a baseball team. Is it going to be, and apologies if I'm wrong on this, is it going to be one of those names that it's now somewhat controversial but was not necessarily as controversial when they first picked it? Uh, yeah. Is it like the Cleveland Indians or something? That's like exactly that? what it is, Cleveland yeah. Indians. Um, thank you so much, Corey. Sorry that you've had to wait for your little trivia corner there, but uh, we got there in the end. Um Nars and Frazier are basically debating, you know, the, the merits of commercialism. Nars, I was too distracted by seeing your face go by on the side of a bus. Um, I've also got coffee count here. I've got two. I just think Frazier and Nars have coffee. Um, I don't think Roz has one. And obviously, Bulldog and, and Sharon don't count, which brings us to 103 based on wow. Steve's 101 from the previous uh, end of season. Um, I've just put here, Sharon arrives and damn, with a lot of ends. Um, just being a real piece of S and objectifying her, but she's she's a striking woman. Very yeah, striking. I mean, just one thing before when we get to the um, the Gonzo Sports Show, mm. there is something we need to discuss. So come back to me on that. Okay. Uh, okay. Before we get there. Before. Okay. Um, later on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next, Sharon. 
it's weird because this is my mom's name. So yeah, let's, let's pretend it's not. <laughs> let's pretend it's not. <laughs> let's pretend it's not. Um, she's a good-looking woman, isn't she? Kate, if your mom looked like this, I'd have been spending a lot more time around your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom listens to this podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> mom. <we'll... laughs> does she actually listen to this? She does, yeah. Okay, I'm editing that out. <laughs> no, no, no. I think you should keep it in. I'm, ed- I'm editing that out. <laughs> Um, <laughs> terrible Sharon. You're a lovely woman. I didn't mean it. Um, <laughs> not lovely yeah. enough that you want to spend more time at my house. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> lovely, lovely woman. Lovely woman. A formative part of my childhood. I find it strange, actually, Sharon. <laughs> or let's just call her Miss Payton because that's why it's easier. Let's call her Miss Payton. Um, I find it strange. So it's a blind date, but Sharon hasn't been told. That this is a blind date. Yeah, it's not a blind date. It's it's, it's even it's one low level below that. Yeah, she's been like manipulated into this. She thinks she's meeting Roz. Mm. This is you with the key. Let's go for a drink. And oh, I know that person. Oh, I can't make the drink. My YouTube chat. Like, this that's... would be so weird. I'd have no obligation if you invite me somewhere and you're oh sorry, I've got to run and you left me with someone I didn't know. I'd be like, what the f? Like, okay, well, I'll just go home. <laughs> yeah, um, it would be weird. I'd be annoyed. Yeah, it's um, like a blind meet cute, not even a blind date. It's like trying to engineer a meet cute. I mean, it's I don't even know what I'd do in that situation. Do you stay and have a chat? Because it seems a bit rude to turn around and say, oh, well, I actually only came for them and you're not mm. them, so I'm going to go. But at the same time, it's a bit weird to say, oh, well, we don't know each other. But, you know, let's have a drink. We're both in the same place at the same time. Let's see how this goes. It's just yeah, like you want, someone's one. got to have the confidence to suggest that and then you probably yeah. feel a bit at ease, but... and. You know. And I think it makes Sharon's actions very justifiable because for her, she doesn't know this is a date with Frazier. I don't think you can call it a date. No. So the fact that she runs off with Bulldog, she doesn't necessarily even know that she's sort of standing him up. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but it is, it's a very strange one. I also find it strange given that we're told beforehand that she's a fan of the show, mm. that she's actually not that big of a fan of the show. She, she talks about, you know, she listens to the show and she thought about calling in one time. But she's not particularly excited that, oh, my God, that's Dr. Fraser Crane. No, Whereas a lot of she's, other, she's pretty level, isn't she? Yeah, other fans get quite excited about the prospect of meeting him, whereas mm. for her, it, it doesn't seem to resonate in the same way. No, she just thinks he has a really soothing voice. Um, oh, and but, what a very cra- kind of thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that creeps me out so much, but it's so funny. Like when Roz tries to do her sexy voice, she does it very well. And mm. when Fraser tries to do it, if you listen carefully, you can hear the sound of my skin. <laughs> what a very kind thing to say. Like, there's a different episode where he goes, oh, I don't know, Eileen. <laughs> like, just says it in exactly the same way when she says, I just think you have the most sensual voice. Um, the way he says, I think you should start seeing a therapist. Also really creepy. You can tell he hasn't had sex with a woman in a very long time. He's laying it on thick. thick. Yes, he is. Um, and it's just not coming across well. And... I don't, I don't want to put a disservice down to Frasier here because Frasier, there's a lot going for him. Sharon is out of his league, man. <laughs> Sharon is without doubt in is... the top five most attractive women he has some kind of romantic encounter with across all 11 seasons of this show. Oh, she yeah. is unbelievable. Um, so yeah. I just... I, and just an apology here to all our female uh, listeners. Someone <laughs> needs to throw some cold water over my head. <laughs> well, the... Oh. Honestly, I'm, say- I'm, I'm saying it very diplomatically. Um, I mean, you know, this, is, this isn't locker room talk. Uh, um, you know, I, I mean, that'll be on the, the, the we're listening after hours. Oh, no. Oh, Megan. Um, I put here that Bulldog's clothes are very me here. He's he, the way Bulldog dresses. Huge mm. fan. He's got the rugby shirt on, which I really like with the kind of colored stripes. And I have a few that look exactly like that. He's got yeah. this kind of cool kind of military drab kind of overshirt huge fan I feel he has a very 90s style I yeah think. and i love it he always just um, looks like you know it's got a bit of an autumnal vibe you know what i yeah. mean um I, I, you could see him going for a walk and the um leaves are coming off the trees and stuff like that oh, okay just walking through a park it sounds very nice doesn't it absolutely gorgeous Thank um, you for just just to throw out that uh, sharon was played by jennifer campbell Mm, let me just make um, a note of that. <laughs> it's her birthday 
next week. So happy birthday to Jennifer Gamble. Wow, I'll make sure to personally send her a message. Um, she is known, she was in Baywatch. Oh my God. Um, and in the film, oh, what I'm assuming is the film Baywatch Nights, which oh I'm assuming is related. God. She was in Baywatch. Yeah, she played, looks like Jesse Majors slash Neely, someone who IMDb doesn't show the whole name. Christ. Just uh, Jesse Majors, Neely Capshaw, who I'm assuming married, spoiler alert, someone called Buchanan because she then becomes Neely Capshaw Buchanan. Oh, that Mitch Buchanan is David Hasselhoff. Oh, wow. Okay. So she, she's pretty big deal in Baywatch then if she marries Mitch. Um, there you she go. was also in three episodes of Seinfeld as Tia Van Camp. Mm, I don't think I've seen her in Seinfeld. So I've, obviously I've not watched it at all, but there we go. Um, Bulldog grabbing the woman's chair. Absolutely superb. I mean, this woman is also quite old. So, you know, really could hurt her hair. Um, just so funny. Um, really could hurt her hair. Superbly done. Superb. <laughs> and then obviously she they have the disagreement over women's golf and they just suddenly agree to an impromptu nine hole. Bet, and then one. the winner buys dinner. This is all very unbelievable to me, but you know, needs must for the well, episode. Listen, I'm I'm taking notes. I mean, is this is this how you, like if you just went up to her like, listen, let's play nine holes, winner buys dinner and it's a Honestly. bit of a strange one. I don't think that would work. Also, if Bulldog Bulldog doesn't strike me as someone who's athletic or plays sport, I mean, he doesn't he, like golf. Therefore, he's not going to be very good at golf. He's got a nine handicap. Which, I don't know what that means. I think, is it that you knock off nine off the score at the end? I, I, yeah, I think the lower your handicap, the better. But nine yeah. still seems quite low for someone who has no interest in golf. Um, um, because I know if you play off scratch, that's amazing. Off scratch means no handicap. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Because I knew nothing about golf and someone looked at me and went, what's, what's your handicap? And I oh, I'll play off scratch. And they were like, no, you don't. Because if you played off scratch, you wouldn't be sitting there talking to me. You'd be a like, professional golfer. And I was like, cards on the table, I know nothing about golf. I just know the <laughs> phrase off scratch. Card, I know it's good. Cards on the table, I'm really scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, we now cut to Martin and Daphne in the car. This is very rare, seeing the two of them just in a car going somewhere, like just the two of them. Um, they're driving downtown to look for the Muckabee store. Um Obviously, they're just disagreeing about hammer toes and, and women drivers. It all gets very heated in the car. Interestingly, um, in most cases, a low golf handicap is one is a single digit. So nine would still be considered quite a skilled golfer. Yeah, that makes no sense. That yeah. makes no sense. I don't buy that at all. So do, if he doesn't like, like a... you don't, you're not good at sports you don't like. That never, that doesn't happen. I don't know. There's a lot of tennis players who don't like tennis. I guess, but I mean, like, didn't still Pat pro- Cash say he was he didn't like tennis? He was just good at it. I guess. Yeah, I that's guess. called sighting precedent, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but very, very rare. I think, like in personal, outside of professional sports, if you don't like a sport, you never ever play it. Um, yeah, I mean, because I suppose you don't have any. You never practice it because well, why would you? you why would like you? It. Yeah, and you don't watch it, so you're not picking up the intellectual side of it. Because mm. again, why would you? Um, yeah. As someone who's not a huge fan of golf, I'll tell you, I'm dreadful at golf. Oh, I'm like, awful at I'm golf, bad but enough that, that really upsets me because I'd I, love to be good at it. I have on more than one occasion accidentally thrown a club out of my hands. Oh, my God. People kept saying, oh, you've got to change your grip. And I was like, no, my grip works fine. I can hit the ball. And they went, no, no, if you change your grip, you'll get it further. And then the, the bloody club went further than the ball. Yeah. So was, I am, I'm abysmal at golf. I had to stop everyone while I went on to the driving range to go and get the club. Oh, back. no. Very embarrassing. Moment. I wouldn't have stopped them. I just hoped a ball hit me and took me out and <laughs> saved me from the embarrassment. Um, the last time I went to the driving range, my grip was that bad that I came back with about seven blisters on both hands. Um, for anyone who's seen The Office, there's an episode with Andy who gets into exactly the same predicament and he has to wear like cotton gloves filled with gel. Um, his hands are ripped to shreds. Never again. So, you know, there you go. Um, back at KACL, Roz is being very toying with Frasier because she knows that uh, Sharon Frasier. went home all weekend. Before you snap my behind with a wet towel, <laughs> <laughs> I love that, like, Frasier. Like, Frasier, how good are you? Um, obviously, she realises she spent the weekend with Bulldog. Very, very surprising turn of events for all, not just us, but obviously for Roz. Um, Frasier now kind of just laments a little bit how Jock's always stole 
winning from him in school. Gets a little bit incelly in modern contemporary parlance, but obviously it's not it's not incelly because Fraser gets plenty of sex. But um, you know, he describes himself as an unathletic an bookish sort. Um, I think that's that was me and you, Kay, and we turned out okay. I think yeah, I think that's pretty much accurate, isn't it? But yeah. I, I mean, it is so so sad the idea that you know. Every girl he spoke to ran off to the, you know, the, the athletics. Let's study later. And, and then he, he went home to his younger brother, put on the Brandenburg concerto <laughs> and played air violin. That's... Air violin. <laughs> oh. Absolutely love that. What a nerdlinger. <laughs> Is that from The Simpsons, nerdlinger? I mean, I that's like... in this this scene. Yeah, but I, I feel like I've heard that line in, in The Simpsons. Let me Google it. The Simpsons, nerdlinger. Um, yes, it is. Um, oh, it's the name of um when when Homer uh, oh, Homer goes, goes to, to college. college yeah when he's watching that show it's like your bra bomb better work nerdlinger <laughs> okay <laughs> and it just explodes um there you go so the Simpsons has been rich in this episode um I was watching uh I'm sorry for another tangent I was watching um Bart the Murderer the other day oh such a good episode like when uh, Principal Skinner I've got some large men here to see you I don't remember booking an appointment with some large men (laughs) honestly I love Bart's version of witchcraft by Sinatra Mm. when he's coming in in his blue suit and it just oh in the kitchen yeah so good so good and I I really like to know in in broadcast syndication around the world like in that episode we do see Bart with a cigarette in his mouth yeah we do hey kid you look good with that cigarette kind of sophisticated (laughs) I'd I'd be really interested to know if they cut that out now um yeah if it's seen as like promoting because he's what eight not ten you know it's ten yeah so pretty heavy um Sorry, I've just dropped my guitar. I mean, if we want another Simpsons reference, there is a, when he when he talks about before you uh, snap my behind with a wet towel. Mm. Um, all I had was a vision with of Homer with is it Uda and he's like, oh, this boy has bosoms and he goes around snapping <laughs> him just with a chasing towel. him. Like, Please, I'm full of chocolate. <laughs> um, where are we here? Yeah, so Bulldog comes in. Oh my God, it's in love. And he just can't stop going on about Sharon. He's like, all these songs on the radio made sense to me. Have you ever heard the lyrics of Time in a Bottle? It's so beautiful, I had to pull over. <laughs> I love that line. Um, but, you know, I think people get like this, don't they? You know, when you're kind of puppy, puppy love, love sick, and, you know, you start seeing someone, you're in that honeymoon phase. I don't know, like, he's, he's laying it on thick here, but... It's a nice feeling, isn't it? When you you know you, yeah. you really feel a connection to someone and you can't. The world seems about. a little bit brighter. Like you're walking on clouds, and everything as a your outlook changes, and therefore you see everything differently. Yeah, absolutely. And if there's anyone listening to this who hasn't experienced that yet, you will. You, you have mining keys. Promise that you will. Um, and it will be a wonderful moment when it happens. Um, Bulldog says those three immortal words for the first time. Stay for breakfast. Stay for breakfast. Um, I wonder what Bordog would make them. He doesn't strike me as a gourmet, a gourmand. Like pancakes. Um, He's like a very a pancake guy. Mm, a bit of bacon, maybe. They they're nice, but very simple to make. Mm. And it, 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 I always feel like pancakes. I feel they're a food that seem like they take a lot more effort than they actually do. Mm. It's like, hey, I made pancakes. I'm like, wow, you went to that effort, but yeah, actually, it's not that hard. It's not that high. It's whether I can be asked to put all the mixture in a bowl and whisk it around and shit, you know, that compared to just chucking a couple of eggs in a pot of water, um, is what <laughs> I normally do. I mean, I, my poached egg game recently has been off the charts. Oh, I've, mate. I when took you a fo- do poached eggs right, you know you've achieved something. I, that is every morning for me, baby. <laughs> I took a photo yesterday. I, I should teach a course. They were like little gemlets. <laughs> What's ridiculous, though, is when I do a poached egg badly, Mm. My attitude is, well, I need to make another poached egg right away. I can't, I, fo- I can't afford to be in a slump. Okay, yeah, yeah. I need to get back on my game. I get really annoyed when I like when an egg, a yolk splits, or an egg's not quite right, or the egg isn't very fresh. It, like it ruins my day. Um, but you know that's that's eggs for me. Um, outside the Muckaby store now, it's closed down. It's moved. We don't ever find out where it's moved to because Martin won't pay the love toll with the homeless man. Um, <laughs> this is a weird scene. It's very weird, man. Like it's just it's funny. Like I like the bait and switch, and you think he means Daphne. Uh, Martin's look of horror, but genuinely. A, a strange scene because isn't this the end of the Muckabee's saga? Like this is the B plot is just them two in the car and then them two here. Um, yeah, pretty much. It's not much of a B plot at all. It's is not. It? It's is a it bit of a weird one? Um, so um, you know, not a lot to say about the Muckabee plot. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it to be honest. 
Um, they were really and, struggling to think of stuff for, for Daphne and Martin. It feels like they're really trying to stretch it out with anything mm. at all, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Always appreciate a little of a street scene here and there, just to kind of flesh out the world of Seattle a little bit. But I mean, that's um, that's me being gener- charitable, I think, to this feed plot. Um, yeah. Niles, Niles' ad is all wrong. Um, phenomenal here. Oh, um, it's done so well done. There's been it. a typo, Keith. You want to tell us what the typo is? Rather than young specialist, hung specialist. Hung specialist. I mean, Niles says, oh he says, have you had any calls? It's been a telephone. I'm it's, surprised by that. I is he feel... being sarcastic or does he genuinely mean there's loads of people calling him? I, I take it as quite literal. literal really? People keep calling it. But I find it quite strange because... Um, it's just I an don't... advert for a guy of a massive, you know, yeah, piece. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's servicing individuals, couples, groups, and satisfaction is guaranteed. It is guaranteed. You know, <laughs> tell me where it hurts. Tell, tell me where it hurts doesn't have any kind of sexual implication. That's the only line of the ad that doesn't work for me and kind of falls a bit flat. They could have thought of something funnier in the first instance. Like, tell me where it hurts, so I'm going to put my giant bleep there. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't translate to me. But I mean, I'm, I'm splitting airs. It's it's a funny advert. That's not that's not being around the bush. Um, Bulldog starts having his breakdown on air now and starts you know reading the scores out as we've said, but he can't keep it together. Um, he rushes out to the bathroom. Oh, I mean, sorry. What? Before we do this, you wanted to talk about something. Yeah, I mean, one thing before we get to a bit of talk about, what do you think of Bulldog's performance? Obviously, we've said, like, obviously a bit hammed up and things like How do you find this scene? What, when he's reading the scores out? Yeah. Don't like it at all. Because uh, I know it's hammed up, but it keeps going, very... the Saints got seven to... Nah, 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 I yeah, don't get it. It's a bit like um, when you call a an automated voice mm. and there's no particular emphasis on a word. It's a bit of a strange one. Yeah. But what I wanted to talk about was Mike, the caller. Okay, so Mike calls up, mm. and as you may remember, um, he wanted to talk to Bulldog, but you'll do. So why do you take on the damn Yankees this season? Um, Fraser asks if, if he's speaking about the frothy musical adaptation or the baseball team, of which he knows nothing. Mm. It's what a weenie. Who is the voice of Mike? Someone who's very dear to your heart, actually. You're joking. Yeah, I don't... Trust me. I didn't even realise this was a real person. It's an embarrassing moment for me. But um, someone very dear to my heart. Yes, I, I mean I'm, I'm taking that. I mean, you're well, not going to know a... his birthday or anything. No, but, um, no, but it's obviously some in, some celebrity in... that as part of my kind of pop no. culture. It's not well, a celebrity. Oh well, it is a celebrity. It's it's important in our show. In our show, as in we're listening. Yes, as in. No, the other show we do together. Um, yeah, uh, we're, we're it's, not, it's not the voice of Keith Bishop, is it? No, it's not the voice of um, Keith Bishop. Someone in the ports of Ash. But you're not that far off. Oh, give me a clue, man. You're killing me. I mean, it's it's something that I might ask you to do. You might ask me to do? Yeah. I've got no idea. I love your impression of this guy. Who do I do impressions of? <laughs> oh... I can't think who I do impressions of. I did, I did one of Clive. Um, it's not Clive. Oh, uh, I, I, there's one. There's one I'm trying to remember that I know I've done before. Um, it's a beautiful impression. It really is. I love it. Oh, you have to tell me. This is Doctor Julius Irving. Oh my God! It's it's Doctor J. <laughs> Doctor J. No way. <laughs> Doctor Julius Irving. <laughs> no yeah. way. Um, Julius Dr. J. Irving played Mike. Oh my god, man. What yeah. is the deal with the damn Yankees? That's unbelievable. Um, what a weenie. What a weenie. Fraser not even putting the headphones on correctly kills me because that... he wears them every day. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like the, the, the absolute stress and panic when you something you've done a hundred times. And like I'm gonna wear oh. mine like that. I need to fold the fold the thing up. There we go. Um, uh, Where are we now? Um, Oh, answering yes to the baseball question. Like, do you think the blah, blah, blah on the draft so they could free up a wide man and the blah, blah, blah in the paint? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. kills me. I mean, that is what you'd have to do in that situation. You just got to, you know, you got to fake it till you make it. Um, But that is phenomenal. Um, No, uh, Ross goes into the toilet now. Leonard is at the urinal. 
give me a break, Leonard, like you haven't fantasized about this moment. Just absolutely kills me as well. Um, if I worked with Ross, I would probably have fantasized about that moment a couple of times. Uh, let's let's get real there. Um, roly, roly men. Um, so, you know, Leonard leaves, um, you know, Niles comes in, he tries his hand as a, as a home specialist. Um, but ultimately, it's Frazier that gets through to him. I'm here for you. And you're over there for me. <laughs> Niles pushes him away. It's such a good line. Um, but yeah, Frazier comes in and realizes he just needs to be a guy, not a shrink. Some phenomenal Kelsey delivery here. Um, screw her. She's a bitch. <laughs> like, you don't even need her. Because, uh, she was less than nothing. And then when they come storming back through KACL, the radio booth, did you notice anything about the booth when they come in and he's ranting? Because I always bring this up, but it's it's the penny dropped that it actually makes sense this episode. But did you notice anything about when they're coming through and he's screaming? Is it to do with whether you can hear people in? Not quite. I don't think what what was the on air light is lit. Um, so for for years, I thought, yeah. what is that a mistake? Because they're basically doing this on air. But mm. I think an advert is playing, isn't it? Um, I think it must be. Although he does say at one stage we've got dead air, doesn't he? Yeah, um, and then, but then at one point the producer says we've got like eleven seconds to go or something. So I, I always thought this is this a continuity error. Um, but this episode I gave them the benefit of the doubt and I thought if an advert's playing, then the on air light would be lit. Um, yeah. But you know, I don't know I quite know how it works. Um, but yeah, honestly, Francois giving away their table. Screw him! We don't need him or his stinky little restaurant. The Niles is slap. Oh my god! And like, so if, good, isn't it? If we hasten, we might catch the first seat. They get a cigar, the lot, and they just run off like little <laughs> Victorian schoolboys with lollipops. Like, this absolutely ruins me. Um, oh, it's but it's a phenomenal ending. That delivery of screw him, um, absolutely, me? absolutely kills me. Um, yeah. Oh, I've just dropped my guitar. I mean, yeah. I also love the fact that um, Nas is so happy to kill off a family member for the sake of 10 minutes. I know, 10 minutes. That's all we're going to get, 10 minutes. Um, also, is this probably the only time we ever see the KACL bathroom? I can't I can't remember Ooh. ever seeing it again. That's a good point. I think it must be. Yeah, and like when they open the door, you can see like a KACL like, you know, personality poster on the walls. So they've obviously like mm. done what they can to make it feel like part of the set, um, which I quite liked. Um but yeah, interesting. I, I feel like it might be the only time we ever see it. Just like how I just love little things like that. Like in Zoo Story, the Zoo Story, when we see Navosa's bathroom for the only time ever. Um, yeah. I just love that. Uh, is this episode in your top 10, Kay? No, it's... Um, there's no tension. It's not. Um, it's it's okay. I like the bits, particularly in KACL. Um, but generally speaking, I feel it's a. I think it's a weaker episode. I think like the, the B plot doesn't really do anything for me. Mm. There's nice moments in it, but I wouldn't say it's by any means great. Yeah, I am in complete agreement. Um, I feel like I've seen this episode a lot. Actually, I do remember. I spent the, the bit with Sharon and Bulldog in Navosa really sticks in my mind, as does Fraser's rant at the end. Um, so yeah, I feel like I have seen this a lot, but. I like it as a as a bulldog heavy app. Um, they're quite rare, so it's quite refreshing to get one of these. Um, this season does quite a decent job of having like dedicated episodes, like Impossible Dream next week, very Gill heavy. Roz's Krantz and Golden Steel are dead, very Roz heavy, um, which I like. But yeah, not in, not in a top ten for me. Uh, Who have you gone for actor pick? Oh, it's a tough one because I don't. No one, I don't think, actually really shines in this episode for me. Mm. I don't, there's no, <laughs> like, Niles' bits are funny, but they're not like, oh, I was, my sides were splitting. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin, I really like the bit with him and Eddie, but I don't like the bit when they're with the homeless guy, and mm-hmm. that, that doesn't really do it for me. Frasier, I really like the bit at the end, but it's okay. It's not fantastic. Mm. Dan Butler, I love the fact that we get to see more of him, because I love Bulldog. Um but I, I don't like the delivery in um, when he's having sort of the breakdown and he's getting emotional on air. I really don't like that delivery. Mm. So it's a tough one. Um, I think I'm going to give it to Dan because I do like, I like the way, weirdly enough, I like the way he swivels the chair around and sits mm-hmm. facing them on the chair. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a bit of a sucker for that. Um, I like, I just, the, the complete 180, it's, it's difficult to do. 
and he he, he kind of, it makes it it kind of works. It's a little bit hammed up in places, but it does kind of work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and any excuse to see more of Dan Butler, I will take. So I'm going to give it to, to Bulldog. Mm, I like that, Kay. I like that a lot. Um, very, very similar for me in, in my struggles. Bulldog was very close, but I've ultimately gone for the person I always go for, Frasier. Um, yeah. I am very, very one note with my picking of Frasier, but I just love Kelsey. Um, and I just love his rants. Um, just There's a lot in this episode that I really liked. The, the, the stuff... I completely forgot some of my favourite lines actually from Nervosa, which I referenced last week. Like this reminds me of a debate my brother and I had about whether Stephen Sondheim is actually like yeah. opera. Um, no one's to see. That reminds me of a fabulous Shambatam I had. Like no <laughs> one is listening to him, um, and just that kills me. I think about that that Stephen Sondheim line all the time. Um, and like whenever people are arguing or bickering around me, I just want to say like, oh, this reminds me of a, a debate I had. Um, but yeah, just he I, I, he's what sticks with me in this episode rather than Bulldog. Um, so I've gone with Frage. Um, have you got your little paper? Have you? Is that what you? Yeah, I've got. A... Don't well, worry, we don't need an update. For a new but... season, I've gone to a brand. Yeah, there we go. You know that. Love to see that. Um, Kennedy Burlinky, what's his golf handicap? Oh, he plays off scratch, mate. He plays off scratch. He just but... orders the ball into the hole. He's there like Happy Gilmore. Right, ball, you live in the hole. <laughs> he's Go got his hole. bags packed. <laughs> he's got his airplane tickets, send him home. I've heard he's actually got a positive handicap to give other people he's playing with a chance. So he actually yeah, exactly. adds 10 yeah. to his score. I mean, um, he actually once got a minus one in a round of golf. As in, not one, as in he's actually, he got it in less than a hole in one. Let's put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even need to tee off. They just gave him the hole. Like, no, we, we concede. 16's um, the burning hole. <laughs> okay who's crane is it anyway key might be an easy one this week because I, I did pick it and maybe questioned whether i should have who says the word style style mm. oh is it not um it must be niles going about the seattle style magazine. it is i was hoping you'd forget um i was hoping <laughs> you'd forget that he says seattle style but because we we went back and found Corey's questions that became kind of if i if i asked trivia called at the beginning and asked Corey's question at the beginning you might have forgotten but um I shot myself in the foot a little bit. I don't know. I'm doing you a disservice. You might not have forgotten. Um, but a nice, easy one for you this week. Um, yeah, we actually, you, you do strike me as sort of guy who doesn't have an attention, a memory for more than 45 minutes. So I think <laughs> had we waited 46 minutes, I'd have gotten you on that one. <laughs> um, we don't have any listener mail this week, um, as far as I'm concerned, because we, we we read out two sets last week because we were a little bit behind. Um, has this happened before? I think when we've been catching up. Not, um, mail. Surely not when we've been catching up, I don't think. Obviously, at the start, when we didn't have any listeners. Mm, it's those, weird. Those days were lean. <laughs> those days are lean. Um, uh, yeah, I don't I don't think... I think everything's been covered. Um, I'll tell you what I will read out, though. Um, I'm sure they won't mind. Um, we got a lovely DM from uh, Edmundo. Um, let me go and find the, the messages here. And read out what he put to us. Okay, so Edmundo, um, I won't, I won't give their full name just in case. Um, they contacted us on uh, on Facebook uh, recently, and they put, "Hi guys, been a fan for around a year now, and just caught up, which I don't like because I like to binge. I just want to say thanks for the podcast. I've fallen asleep while listening a lot of times, and it's got me through a really tough time. The summer just gone was really hard, and you guys really helped me to cope with things. So thanks for that. I'm in a much better place now with a new job and uni and a healthy relationship, but I still love." Rewatching Frasier for comfort. I was watching the villa be Everton before with my girlfriend, which was amusing as she's a, a blue. I don't oh, know if that no. means I don't know if that means a blues fan or an Everton. Everton in the context. Yeah. And I was cheering the villa on. She asked me why, and I just shouted, Will and Key Army. <laughs> what are you talking about? Ha ha, cue me going on for a tangent for an hour and a half about Frasier and you two. I've just listened to the live episode and loved it. It would um I'd love to get involved in the next one if you do another one. Season four is one of my favorites, and I'm looking forward to the episode where Niles plays therapist to that basketballer. I'm dribbling. Don't worry about your appearance. <laughs> Mar- and Martin Strop and Niles tells him they can't go to the game. Um, I could talk about this show all night, and it's nice to listen to other lads my age who are the same. Sorry for the essay, but I've been meaning to send this for a while, but it's been hectic. Keep up the quality content. Marbury, thanks you for your interest. And it got even better here because uh, they mentioned they love our references to The Simpsons and they have a signed Villa shirt that they won in a quiz on TalkSport. Top wow. marks, if one of you can guess who the player is, it's the neon green away uh, sh- shirts from 2013 by Magentinger. Um, I, I, my guess was Guzan slash Vyman. 
My first guess was going to be Guzan. Um, um, but I went with Iwan. But I, I've got the answer here, Key, and it is signed. Who do you reckon wore this 2013 lime green shirt? What year did Mark Albrighton leave? Was uh, he I, gone by then? I want to say he went about 2012. Yeah, I'm um, thinking it might have been just past his time. Let me look. Otherwise, I've got like flashbacks of. Um... Oh no, he left in 2014. Okay, well, my my answer was going to be Mark Albrighton, but I'm guessing from the fact that you think he was gone by then, but it's not. Uh, Mark it's not Albrighton. So you got another guess, but I, I'm not oh. going to do any more clues for you, cheeky bugger. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe Kieran Clark, maybe. Kieran, very good guess. Oh, it's a number nine. <gasps> Who was our number nine in 2013? Been Benteke. Uh, uh, or, uh, no, he was 20, wasn't he? Yeah. He was number 20. He was number uh, our record signing at the time. <laughs> Jeez, Jeez. <laughs> our record signing, I think, until Wesley. But I always thought Wesley, we paid more for this person than Wesley. Um, oh, signed from signing. Sunderland, I think. Darren Bent. Darren Bent? No. He's got a signed Darren Bent shirt. God. Um, so really, really sweet. It says to Ed, um, I think it says to Ed, nice, best wishes, Darren Bent. Um, wow. There you go. So Dazza Bazza. Um, That's crazy. I love stuff. that. But yeah, thank, thank you so much, Edmundo, for that comment. Really, really lovely. Yeah, um, it's really, really touching. Love to hear re- it. Really I, I would have loved it if after your hour-long tangent, your, your partner would have just looked at you, completely deadpan and gone, you need more relevancy. <laughs> <laughs> you need more straight talk of relevancy. Um, next week, we get back to it with The Impossible Dream, in which Frasier has a confounding sexual dream involving one Gil Chesterton. Um, excited for that one, to say the least. Um, anything, any final comments, Key? Anything to add that we've missed? You're in the bull house, in the dog house. Oh no, <laughs> you're in the burl house with Kennedy Burling. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Key. Other than that, I've been Will. I've been Key. And thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Toss salads and scrambled eggs Oh my And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs